Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 10. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And story number one comes from Lou. My name is Lou and I'm 13. I'm Jenny's oldest child from 31 Days of Terror, day number 9. I know she didn't mention me in the episode, mostly because the vast majority of my paranormal experiences happen at night. My room is situated across from the entrance to the basement and near the closet that only has one door. So circling back to the mom doesn't talk about my spooky experiences, I was never too happy to walk past the basement to get upstairs to their room. Since I was younger, maybe five or six, I've had a severe and irrational fear of several rooms in my house with no experience to warrant that fear. These rooms include the laundry room, down the hallway from my room and across from the bathroom, the utility room, junk room, water room in the basement and my parents' room. My dad, being the super smart person he is, showed my brother and I the hallway clip from the movie Lights Out and that immediately sparked a fear of my parents' room's hallway. And for obvious reasons too. It had a striking resemblance to the one showed in the movie. Great idea, right? But the more I got through the fear of that room, the more I realised it wasn't just the hallway clip that scared me. When I had to use the bathroom or shower in their room, I would always hear the heavy painted stone doorstop being moved around. And not in a need to move this for convenience sort of way, more like a slow, drawn out drag. Like the person moving it was struggling greatly or trying to scare me. At a certain point, I would open the door quickly if I heard it to find that the stone was just where I left it. Once, about four months ago at around 10pm, I was brushing my teeth in the downstairs bathroom down the hallway from my room. The door was closed and I was practically standing against it. I suddenly heard someone call for me loudly and very firmly, almost urgently. I turned around to open the door and, you guessed it, no one was there. It was kind of puzzling because I would have heard or seen someone moving away from the door because of my reaction time. Adding to that... The stairs and the laundry room both make a sound when you open the door or walk up to them. I checked the open closet and once again, no one. It really spooked me and now I keep the door open when I'm brushing my teeth in the evening. And often when I'm sitting in my room, home alone, if my door is open, I see shadows flash past. Super tall ones at that. I've no idea what that could be. 
So we're going to do a brief rewind back to 31 Days of Terror, day number nine, Jenny's story. Basically, Jenny talked about how her little one, Caroline, used to be looking upstairs, being like, what's going on upstairs? And talking about how she saw a white hand come out from under her bed. And then she took a picture and was like, look, the man with the tall hat on his head is in the picture. And then her 10-year-old son talked about how he felt someone breathing on his face at night time. And and then finally, she heard her husband coming home late and heard him coming up the stairs, heard him move the um big heavy stone stopper that helped the door to stop swinging shut and was about to tell him off for being really loud when it she realised it wasn't him and her husband came home like 10 minutes later. So lots of freaky shit, essentially, fundamentally going on in that particular house. And you know what? Freaky kids. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lou. You exist in that realm of being a freaky kid too. It's just the way it is. Although admittedly, as you are 13, you start to be a little less creepy and you become more like an ally in the horror movie. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll allow you, we'll forgive you. You can stick around. You don't need to be drop kicked down the stairs as yet. Lights out, the, the short version. I mean, the long, the full film version, I don't think is that good. But the short version on YouTube is absolutely terrifying. So I can understand how that, that sparked a fear in you of your parents' hallway. And I haven't even seen that hallway. And I'm freaked out by it. It is amazing that your mom heard the heavy painted stone doorstop being moved around. And that is something that you hear quite regularly. I wonder what it is. Like, is it something, like I said you know, on previous episodes, something trying to get your attention. Um, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like something is trying to get your attention. And, you know, I'm just glad for you that you've got your mom to talk about these things with. I think a lot of young people feel like they can't talk to their parents about stuff like this without being ridiculed or just dismissed or not believed. So I'm glad that you have your mom to speak to about this kind of thing and keep talking to her about it, you know, especially if you're feeling uncomfortable or if you're feeling freaked out, make sure that you talk to somebody about it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. And story number two comes from Karis. My story comes from Cumbria in England, and this happened to me around 10 or so years ago. I've always been very spiritual, and so are my family, so we often feel things around us or dream of people 
and usually we get a bad vibe in a house. Not this time. I moved in with my boyfriend of a long time ago. Our second rented home since our first house was, well it was shit. We went to view it and I loved the quirky layout of the house. The kitchen was upstairs, there was a small corridor to the bathroom with a tiny pantry style room between that and the kitchen. The bedroom was downstairs and there was also a dining room upstairs with fold out ladders leading up to a bed that was basically in the ceiling. They classed it as a two bed but that was pushing it to say the least. The living room and bedroom had been ripped out and redecorated due to some flooding that happened in the town a few years earlier. I didn't get any feelings about the house. We were only there about 10 minutes and pretty desperate, so all I wanted to see was if it was better than the house we currently lived in, so we took it. It wasn't long until we moved in with our two cats, and the first few nights I stayed there alone because my then partner was away on a trip. My brother came to stay with me because earlier that day, I had a man try to get into the house. He was very much living, and I didn't want to stay there alone. That night, we had a few beers and got a takeaway and just had a good night. My brother went upstairs to the bathroom, and when he came back down, he was white. He looked ill. I asked him what was wrong, and he said there was a man in the kitchen, and he didn't want to go past him to get to the bathroom. I immediately thought it was the guy who had tried to get in earlier, even though I knew it wasn't deep down. I was just trying to convince myself. We both went upstairs, and there was nothing there, so my brother just took a piss while I stood guard in the dining room, bedroom, kitchen. We thought nothing more of it and carried on with our night. When it came time to go to bed, my brother said he really didn't want to go upstairs alone, so we both stayed together downstairs in my room. The downstairs bedroom was directly below the kitchen. That night, when we went to bed, we heard chairs being dragged around the room, cupboards slamming shut, cups being dragged along the counter. We just said, it was the wind, and both stared at the ceiling, not sleeping until the morning. We went upstairs and sure enough my cupboards had been pulled out and the chairs in the kitchen were flung around the room. I mentioned my cats moved in with us earlier and I forgot to mention that these two would not go upstairs. That first night they just sat on the stairs hissing up at the door. I should have moved out there and then but I stayed. Around a week later my then boyfriend came back home and I didn't mention anything to him. He never believed in that kind of thing so there was no point anyway. He would have just taken the piss and went to bed. Gradually things picked back up and it wasn't long before family and friends that visited heard things too. My friend Amy came to get ready for Halloween one year and I let her use the room upstairs to get dressed and do her makeup etc. About 45 minutes into getting ready she came downstairs and went, You're not funny you know. So I was a bit confused because one, I'm hilarious and two, I didn't know what she was on about. I asked her what she meant and she said that she could hear me running up and down the kitchen, dragging a glass along the worktops while she was in the bathroom trying to get ready, and that I was trying to freak her out. I told her that I hadn't set foot upstairs. I'd been downstairs the entire time, and she just ran out of my house, white as a sheet, and said she wasn't coming back in. She stayed outside until I got ready, and she never stepped foot in it again. I don't blame her now. Again, I should have left, but I stayed. There were so many things happening in that house, so much bad energy, that it's hard to put it into one email. So there's a few things that I will leave out. All the while in that house though, my cats would never go upstairs. It was crazy. Fast forward a month, and me and my boyfriend were having a stupid, drunken argument. I mentioned the ghost that we had in the house, 
when I was a few Janes in, which was met with the hostility I expected. I explained that I thought it was coming from upstairs, as that was the only part of the house that wasn't refurbished during the floods and it just seemed old. At that, the door at the top of the stairs swung open, and I mean almost off its hinges. This door, by the way, was heavy, and it had never done that before. My boyfriend got up, went to the bottom of the stairs, and shouted in his drunken stupor, Is that all you fucking got? And that is where the shit hit the fan. After that, the house became unbearable. One night, I fell asleep on the sofa after not being able to sleep for a few nights, and I woke up to someone breathing over me, very, very heavily. I could feel the warmth from their breath. It was almost burning. I would see someone in the corner of our bedroom each night by the door. It glowed red as though it wanted me to know it was there. It wasn't human, I can tell you that. This thing was like seven foot tall. Its arms were long, like floor length. I could make out its long fingers. It looked like a typical demon from a horror movie set. Whatever this thing was, it had been invited downstairs by my hero boyfriend and it felt like it was doing everything to get us out. We would hear breathing and growling coming down the stairs, then my cats hissing into the air. The door would swing open violently in the middle of the night. I would hear footsteps running in the kitchen, knocking in threes all around the house. The cupboards would open when I was in the kitchen alone cooking. Things would go missing and I would find them in places I just couldn't explain. Often, myself and my boyfriend would just go for walks until the early hours of the morning, just so we didn't have to stay in the house and then we could go to work absolutely knackered. Looking back, it seems stupid now, but we didn't have anywhere else to go. I told my nana, who went to church regularly, and asked the vicar at our local church to bless the house, as we couldn't continue basically pulling night shifts, wandering aimlessly around town. The activity stopped for three weeks. Exactly three weeks. The last night I stayed there was the worst thing I've ever experienced with the paranormal. I mentioned earlier the layout of my bathroom. So you go into the kitchen, you go through a little door to the room which you could do nothing with. You just had to shut the kitchen door to then open the door to the bathroom. So for a moment you were just trapped in this little room. Anyway, I had to go to the bathroom one night after me and my boyfriend were having a few drinks, celebrating there had been no activity and we were ghost free. We had won. I was in the bathroom when I heard my boyfriend in the kitchen walking up and down the room, dragging a glass on the kitchen worktop. This happened for several minutes, and then it just stopped. I shouted out his name and laughed because I thought he was just taking the piss out of me. Then I heard him knocking on the first door, the kitchen door. I couldn't make him out because both doors were that kind of icy glass, so it was hard to see. But I heard three loud knocks on the glass. I said he could come in and then nothing. I shouted, come in then, and I heard the kitchen door open and close, so he was behind the bathroom door. I said, what are you doing? And I could see his outline from behind the door. I shouted louder this time, come in. And then I heard my boyfriend from downstairs go, are you shouting for me? The figure behind the door wasn't my boyfriend. It knocked three times after that and I collapsed. And I mean my legs just went. I couldn't get up from the toilet and I was screaming. My boyfriend ran upstairs and that night I packed my bags, what I could fit in my car, my cats and I left. 
I didn't care that I'd left most of my stuff behind because I couldn't be there anymore. It's like, as dramatic as it sounds, it's like I witnessed a demon. The evil I felt and the vulnerability was just too much. We never ever went back to that house and even now, it's unoccupied 10 years later. I still live in the town and have often heard other residents explain that people have left in the middle of the night and never returned. I pass it often when I'm walking with my daughter and I can't even bring myself to look at it. Karis, this story has genuinely really frightened me, like frightened me. I'm sitting here, it's daylight, it's, what time is it, 18 minutes past five in the afternoon, it's a Saturday and I am looking over my shoulder as I'm recording this. It it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know it's, if it's the vibe of the story. I don't know what it is. I think the visual image in my brain of something deadpan running up and down your kitchen, running one end, stopping, turning, running the other end, stopping, turning, all the while dragging a glass up and down the counter. That is, I think that's the bit that got me. I don't know why that's the bit that got me on top of everything else. You know, never mind the long-armed demon behind the door. Never mind any of that. The bit that got me is this idea of it just running up and down the kitchen. And I imagine it's sort of one of those little galley kitchens. I think I've probably lived in a house that layout-wise was quite similar for a while. Oh, that story has really given me the heebie-jeebies. Whatever was in that house clearly seemed to be responsive to you guys. Like, you know, when your boyfriend drunkenly was like is that all you've got? Whatever. And it, you know, slams the door and responds to your boyfriend. And and I and I, I would have gone too. You know, if I am sitting on that toilet and I'm like, come in, you gobshite. Stop knocking at the door. And there is a shadow in that small room. And you realise it's not your boyfriend that he's downstairs this whole time. Oh my God, no wonder nobody's ever managed to live in the bloody house. That was a great story. Loved it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Lou and Karis for sending in your stories. I suppose I probably should apologise for my my voice being uh, sort of bunged up and croaky and hoarse and whatever. I have COVID. Um, I'm otherwise fine, but it, it, you can hear it in my voice. And hopefully... You know, it's getting better day by day. So hopefully at some point these episodes will stop sounding like I'm reading them out underwater. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.